Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 136 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. And I have redacted my name from this podcast for privacy reasons. Oh, that sounds just like your character. I was inspired by him. He's a great character. He's like one of my favorite television why characters. Sh- why should people know my name and my birthday? You're right. What good can come of that? Nothing. That's what I thought. What are you going to do with your phone? You're going to throw away your phone? What? Why would I do that? I could track you. Who can track me? Everybody. Google no. ads. I do love that episode where um, uh, I think it's Tom is talking to Ron and he's uh, t- showing him like Earthview and some stuff like that. And then it shows Ron like taking his computer and throwing it in the dumpster. <laughs> yeah, I didn't take it that far. Uh, but I do try to throw Google off for once in a while. I'll uh, like just Google search like a faraway place that I'm not in. I'll be like, where to eat in uh, Malaysia? <laughs> So, so Google's like, oh, he must have went to Malaysia. So it's really interesting. At our school, I don't, I, I think this must be purposefully done by our IT guys. But whenever you search something that has to do with your location or directions, it automatically assumes that we're in this town in Ohio. Yeah. So I have a similar thing at my work, and it always thinks I'm in like, I want to say somewhere in Virginia. So I'm not very like super super tech savvy with that kind of stuff. So is that them doing it on purpose so that way? Oh, I don't know if they do it on purpose or if it's just like a like an effect of how their internet like and network is set up. I okay, don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm curious because like once I was uh, I was looking for stuff uh, at Lowe's and I was looking to see if it was at our local Lowe's, and it said like the top left hand corner like you are shopping something something Lowe's Ohio, and I thought what i was really and confused you, and, and then, you weren't in ohio and i was not in ohio no. or maybe you were uh ooh, if I... i'm just trying to throw google off oh i see what you're saying yeah 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 Yeah, and you actually have an iphone right so you're trying to throw off apple correct okay exactly and samsung since i don't have them i'm really trying to throw them off that's why sometimes i google where to buy samsung phone <laughs> just so google's like hey <laughs> what's he doing what's he doing uh chris how's everything going on in your end Oh, it's going it's going really well. I, um, a, couple, we, uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago, we went to the opening of that new comic shop we were talking about, or the oh, second yeah. branch. I got a bunch of comics. Yeah, you got that super cool Howard the Duck comic. That was the first one I read. It yeah, you're really Howard excited about that. Comics. Yeah, I'm glad I read it. It was just what I wanted. It was just low stakes fun. <laughs> nice, light, comedic. That's that's perfect. Yep. And yeah. and and I forget. Did this go into anything else, or is it? stop there no i seem i think it's stopped and they might have done like another like like some do i don't know if the same authors did any more howard the duck or not there are other howard the duck but i don't think it's like a continuation of that or anything right yeah you were telling me it's got like i mean you let me borrow it. i haven't read it yet because you just gave it to me yesterday but like all these different marvel characters yeah he, are he involved teams up in with it. a ton of people it's like great Guardians of the galaxy fantastic Do- four Doctor strange you were saying spider-man, Spider-Man Doctor right. Strange. yeah 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 captain america that's awesome yeah yeah, I am excited. I know you've given me some of the plot deets, but uh, I am excited to, to to dive into it, especially since you said it's really 
it's really light and, and comedic. Yeah. My favorite part is that the the villain is trying to um, collect um, a group of, I'll say, gems to use in some type of glove. But oh, I won't say anymore. <laughs> it's not what you think. <laughs> it's not what you and think. And there's not six of them. <laughs> yeah, there's only five for some reason. And two are the same. Two is, One's a duplicate of another. <laughs> Maybe they're just going off of fingers. Instead of having that, one in the in the, in the palm, in no the palm area, one. yeah, exactly. Well, I'm glad uh, I'm glad you enjoyed that. We'll have to frequent there. Unfortunately, it's not like super close, but it's like close it's enough that if you're bad. if you're driving by, you could you could swing in real quick and uh, and, and check it out. Yeah, and then I got a bunch of uh, like Thanos related comics. Yeah, you kind of you got a bunch that involved the Infinity uh, Gauntlet yeah, storyline, like Infinity Saga stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, they, on their opening day, they were doing buy two get one free. Yep. So Chris got five, <laughs> and I got one, which is fine. I don't care. Did you read the but, one you got yet? Uh, I have. I've read it before. Okay. I've just wanted my own copy of it. So I bought uh, Batman: The Long Halloween, which is phenomenal. It's so good. And um, DC Animation is currently adapting it into a two-part animated movie, and the first part just came out. So I'm waiting to, for the two of them to come out, and then I want to watch it. But yeah, it's so good. How could someone watch that if they wanted to? It, I, I think you have to purchase it because I've looked to see if it was on HBO Max and it's not. Okay. Which I was kind of bummed about because I just got HBO Max again to watch In the Heights. But um, I think you have to buy it. I think it's like 20 bucks too. So I'd buy both of them. It's like 40 Hmm. Yeah. Are they like full length? Like Yeah, it's like features? an hour, hour and a half. Okay. Yeah, well, for both of them. Eh, it still seems like kind of a lot, but. I mean, it's, it's a really in-depth story because it takes place over the course of a year where every holiday there's some kind of crime taking place. Wait, it's not just on Halloween? So the first one takes place on Halloween. The first, uh, the first crime. I feel like the title's misleading. I feel like I thought everything would take place on a very long Halloween. So they make it seem they're they're saying it's a long Halloween because that the first crime happened and then it's just going into all the other holidays. When's the next one? Not until Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. That's far. That's like a month away. Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. He had, a, he had a three and a half week break. But then it starts uh, allowing the people of Gotham to start fearing for the next holiday. Oh, you know, like, oh, what's going to happen so does now? The, does the bad guy only do like major holidays, like federal holidays? Does he hit like small ones? Like, no, I just know, federal. Like Arbor Day? Yeah. No. Nope, yeah, you're safe just, on Arbor Day? Yeah, you're safe on Arbor Day. Okay. Yeah, you're good. And this was uh, made before Juneteenth became a federal holiday, so, so nothing was probably, done on Juneteenth. How does he handle like Christmas week? Does he do the whole week until New Year's or does he just hit Christmas? Nope. Hits Christmas and then goes to New Year's. And then New Year's. Yeah. And then Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's. Actually, that's not a federal holiday, but like the stereotypical... You know. He probably got some money, got a kickback from Hallmark for hyping up <laughs> Valentine's Day. Oh, I'm sure. They're like, yeah, if you could like maybe put Valentine's Day in the news to remind yeah. people to get cards right. and stuff. Maybe if you could do it also like a day before, so that way people remember. <laughs> you don't have all this leftover so how, chocolate if afterwards. It, if the holiday falls on a weekend, does he hit the observed holiday, like Monday or Friday? <laughs> no, no. He, he does the. No, the he goes day. for the day. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't hold back that kind of stuff. All right, all right. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like uh, it. What did, was he scarred? It was. Did he have some type of um, traumatic background that happened on a holiday, that that made him want to just ruin people's holidays? Hmm. I don't think so. It just seems like a very weird. thing. I'm actually to trying to remember now who the the person is. Because there's me. so there's a per. I'm not going to tell you, there, but there's a per. So there's a person in Batman lore called Calendar Man, and they think it it's Calendar Man, but. It ends up not being Calendar Man because he's in Arkham Asylum. So Batman's like, oh, man. Calendar Man, like, what are you up to? And he's like, I've been here the whole time, Batman. It's not me. And he I'm... can prove it. He has it on his calendar. He keeps Exa- he very can pr- he, Exactly. He knows exactly what's going on. That's such a dumb character. Calendar sorry. Man. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just dumb. That's all right. No, no, I didn't make him up. I like it, though, because I like dumb stuff like that. But it is dumb. Yeah. Uh, I think I do 
partially remember who's involved, but I don't remember. I don't think it has anything to do with them having a vendetta against holidays. This is a Joker. He's just doing it for the lulz. It's not the Joker. Stop. Don't tell me. Stop. <laughs> now I know Stop one of the hundred characters right, that it's all right, all right, It's yeah, Harley yeah, Quinn, right? Yeah. Can't say anything. All right. Can't say anything. Uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was a little life adventure we had a couple weeks ago. Then we went to that great burger place, got some <laughs> buffalo bison burgers. Yeah, they were good. Oh, they were delicious. They were so good. All right. Uh, so, Chris, in our previous episode, we talked about Ace Ventura and Dr. Afra raiding for the Lost Ark. I'm glad we could settle this because I'm sure this comes up a lot. Oh, I'm sure. Dinner people. table conversations, mm-hmm. Terrace family apart at holidays, besides the holiday killer. So, currently, the poll results for that episode has Dr. Afra winning 67% to Ace Ventura's 33%. Hmm. Now we have two comments. One is from uh, one of our listeners that is very in-depth. We're going to look at that one second. And we're going to look at the other one that comes from one of our listeners in which this listener wrote in saying, Afra would simply uh, have triple zero assassinate Ace and would be two inches from the Nazi monkey before facing triple zero. And then he would have to quickly think to ask the monkey to attack triple zero if it complies possibly pulling the wires while all this is happening afra would just take the arc winning the battle and losing her life once she looks inside so she would be able to raid the arc but then she would die from looking at the arc which definitely i think would happen with dr afra now comes our story from one of our listeners adding on to the the tales of the podcast this listener writes in the film opens on a busy street merchants selling their goods to market goers a spaceship flies overhead as Dr. Afra arrives, intent on finding the Ark. As her ship lands, sadly, the landing gear crushes an evil Nazi monkey. She follows the Nazi caravan, knowing that they will lead her to the Ark. Who killed this monkey? An irate Ace Ventura screams, cradling his simian friend in his arms. He chases her through the desert before seeing her face. All righty then, he declares, before flirting desperately with the doctor. She tells him that he isn't her type. Insert insensitive jokes by Ace here, where he doesn't understand that she's a lesbian. She's chasing the Ark, and he's chasing her heart. She kills all the Nazis and successfully gets the Ark first, winning the Who Would Win match. Vader wishes for her to open the Ark, though. Face melting ensues, and Ace arrives to find the Ark sealed again and no doctor. He notices the eagles on the Ark and must have it. He becomes rich selling the spaceship and owns a mansion. His prized possession is a golden storage chest, but because he is so rich, he doesn't do manual labor anymore. He always has his servants place things in the chest for him, but for some reason, they are never seen again after they go into his storage room and open the ark. Dot, dot, dot. Man, we, he, I really was along for that ride. That was a, that was a cool story. I could fully visualize everything I, that was yeah, going really, on there. Yeah, really. That was a pain in the picture for sure. Absolutely. That was very well done. I appreciate uh, that addition to the, to the story of uh, Dr. Afra and Ace Ventura going, going after the Ark of the Covenant. That was awesome. Uh, thank you so much to those of you who took the time to vote and also to the two listeners who wrote in, especially for the individual who took the time to really paint a picture of what was happening there. That was that was fantastic. Uh, Chris, we have a fictional background to give to a non-fictional review. That's great. Haven't got a review in a while. It's been a long time, but we are happy to get one. Wait, was uh, it a nice review? It, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, they, they usually are, yeah. I just just didn't want to hype it up too much if they were about to say that we were really bad. (laughs) No, no, they were nice. Uh, You want me to read it? 
Yes, please. All right, sure. So uh, this comes from listener. This is why you wanted me to read it. Yeah, just to hear you say their name, which you don't <laughs> yeah. even have to do. I, well, I don't know how to say what their username was. So, so, so it says here, uh, listener, the Hegshwishwish. There's not any That's vowels. Not I would have pronounced it. There's no vowels. There's there's very there's there's two vowels in the whole thing, two e's, and the rest are just consonants. Anyway, title of this review is "Amazing Show!" Exclamation point. And the review reads: This show has some of the funniest guys you will ever find. I have been listening for a while and have become addicted to the funny uses of the transitive property. The great research for characters really makes this show fantastic. I have some suggestions for matchups: one, Nightcrawler from the X Men. Uh, universe versus black panther from the mcu number two ahsoka tano from star wars versus hermione from harry potter keep up the great work guys from shira or shira four 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 five stars Thanks for the review. That was very nice. Thank you very much. I, I'm glad to know that uh, my transitive property joke is starting to stick uh, with listeners of the podcast. So I have a question for you, Steve. Sure. Is it is it a joke? Or is it a tactic? Or, like, how much understanding of the transitive property do you have? A equals B, B equals C, therefore A equals C. Okay. So you get that part of it. Correct. Okay. I am well aware that my use of the transitive <laughs> property okay. is, is very... Uh, Tenuous? Yes. Okay. Just wondering. Yeah, at this point, it's just kind of a joke. I just throw it out there. Really? Oh, I'm sad to hear that because now, now it just seems like. I mean, unless it, it seems. Fake. I mean, I will. I like it when it's like sincere. I will gladly argue if I find it sincere. Like if I think it fully applies to what we're talking about, I will die on that hill any day. Okay, good yeah. to know. Yeah, uh, I like these two suggestions too. I think they're both very good. I think so too. I'm going to put them on the list. A lot. A lot of times, people they write in, they email us, they give us ideas, and some we don't get to all of them all the time. Um, and I don't want people to think that we just say, oh, we're putting it on the list and we never look at it. But we do We do we have do a, a good list. amount of fan suggestions. Yeah, we, yeah, exactly. So these two are definitely going on the who would win list um, where we will look at them and, and just kind of see what we feel like uh, fits with what we want to talk about that week. I think a Force user versus a Harry Potter magic user would be could be really interesting. Because every time I think about this, I'm like, oh, that person would easily kill the other person. But I feel like I can feel think that for both of them. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, Ahsoka has the physical weapons. Uh, Hermione has a weapon also that can do physical damage. Because um, and then you have the Force, but also in the books they do get into like non wand magic. Yes, you're right. So you don't have to have a wand or even speak the incantations in order to use said magic. So hey, putting on the list, I think that'd be yeah. an interesting one. Absolutely. All right, uh, so th- this one this one stumped us a little bit. We weren't really too sure. Not me. I was I was on the trail. Of course you Cracked are. The code. You're great with this, Chris. All right, so what were we? I thinking? read that Howard the Duck comic, and I feel like I'm a detective now. <laughs> He's a private eye. <laughs> He's a very good one. Yeah, you were saying. I mean, he was able to to track down. Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but he yeah. He, his his first client has is having him recover some stolen jewelry, and there. and it takes him across the galaxy, but he does it. Spoiler. That's alert. the kind. That's the kind of guy you want. Yeah. That's what you want going after that job. All right, so instantly, like Howard the Duck finding the missing jewelry, you mm-hmm. were able to figure out this listener. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a, a bit of a switcheroo because I saw their I saw their name they signed with, which you could say Shira, but I, I was I read it as Shira, as in Shira and the Princesses of Power. Okay, which uh, is a pretty good show. I watched a few episodes, and I would watch more when I have time. But I have like a hundred things to watch, not a hundred, like four and two kids. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think it's as simple as Shira or whatever her real name is, which I forget. Um, so so we, we go to the four the three fours, four, four, four. Yes. What could they mean? What could they mean? And then I saw I, I followed the breadcrumbs that this person left. Steve, what is the title of episode forty four of Shira and the Princesses of Power? Episode forty four, Chris, is entitled The Rock People. And what word <laughs> starts at four characters in to that title? Rock. Rock. This person, I believe, is Dwayne The Rock Johnson, leaving us a very nice review. That's Oh, my gosh. I think that makes part the four, the four, the four. It, it all matches it up. It all lines up. It completely matches. Yeah. I also have to say, I realize that sometimes I leave less of a fictional background and more of a um, detective work figure out who the person is background. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, fictionally, this person is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Let's see. Who is so, apparently a fan of She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. Makes sense. And the Who Would Win podcast. And uh, he is... So Nightcrawler versus Black Panther. He is a fan of... Oh, he likes comics. Comics. He's going to be in a DC film. So this might just be him trying to throw us off the scent because he picked two Marvel characters. <laughs> yeah, he did. Right. So instead of saying, you know, I'm going to be Black Adam... I didn't think about that. No, it's okay. He's, he's thinking, also a big Henry Cavill fan, apparently, as Superman. Yeah, he is. That's really true. for him. That's right. I feel... Which I totally regardless, agree. Regardless, I actually really like Henry Cavill as Superman. I think he's good. WB. I feel like they did him dirty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, you get one movie, and then you just appear as a side character and all the rest. Right. And like we'll give you... Like, and, the, and the follow-up to your movie, your name won't even be first. It'll be another character who we haven't met yet, because it's called Batman v Superman. It's not even Superman v Batman. Yeah, because it was a, so it was a Batman movie with Superman in it. I totally agree with that, and I wish it wasn't, but that's what they gave us, unfortunately. <laughs> now, there's one other thing we did want to add to this uh, breadcrumbs that we're following here. In the episode synopsis for episode 444, The Rock People. Episode 44. Episode 44. It says, the rock people come to Etheria in search of a new home and find a waiting foe in and then it says, Lou Key tells viewers that fighting doesn't solve a problem. And when I first read that, I thought that's kind of interesting because that's all we talk about on this show. Fighting. Fighting. Characters going at it. And I feel like a lot of times problems aren't solved. That's for our listeners to decide. That's true. We don't solve the problems. Mm -mm. No, we I just cause say, them. I feel like sometimes fighting does uh, solve a problem. World War II. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it creates other problems, for sure. World War Two. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically what I'm saying is fighting can be nuanced. Sometimes it solves problems, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's a contradiction it in many ways. What do you mean? Because you want to fight to stop the problem, which will then lead to future problems, in a way. So true. But if you didn't fight, those original problems may still wow. be going on. It's too deep. It's too deep for our podcast. Sorry. Let's have some fun. <laughs> all right all right what's the topic today Let's, wait sorry you're supposed to say that oh no, that's okay one thing i do want to say real quick before we get into the little spiel that i do uh in in every episode here is uh i've been and i was talking to you about this i've been listening to uh the new podcast by billy boyd and dominic moynihan from uh the lord of the rings mary and pippin uh, they have a podcast called the friendship onion and i was listening to it recently and they do something similar uh when it comes to their their reviews they they 
in order to you know get people to to leave reviews, they do something similar where they read the reviews out loud. They don't give fictional backgrounds, but they just you know thank the person and they mention something and I and I I'm gonna I'm gonna steal it. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna steal it from them and I'm gonna uh, ask that our listeners uh, do this too. So what they have their listeners do is anytime they leave a review, they ask their listeners to screenshot it, post it, and then tag them in it. Because what I do is just periodically, I just go on iTunes and just check. And then there are some times where I miss it. Yeah, and sometimes it doesn't show up for a while. And sometimes it doesn't show and up for a while. Like sometimes if you leave it on like another language, like if you're on like a... Didn't that happen before? Yes. Where we never saw it because it was apparently on like, you know, the say the Spanish version of... Of iTunes. Of iTunes, whatever. Exactly, correct. So, so yeah, that would actually help us find it for sure. Yes. So that's what we're going to ask uh, for all future reviews that people are leaving for us on on iTunes. If you could please uh, take a screenshot of that review, post it, tag us in it at Who Would Win Cast, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever. We'll see it for sure. And that way we don't miss it and we can instantly get it right then and there. We would greatly appreciate that. All right. So. Um, Let's uh let's get started. You ready? I'm I'm ready, Steve. All right, cool. I'm so ready. Great. All right. So if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can send us an email at whowouldncast at gmail.com and consider checking out our website, whowouldwincast.com. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, like I just mentioned. It really helps us spread the word about our show. And we'll give you a shout-out read on our show. Chris, what are we talking about today? Oh, today we have a very special episode. Yes. And it's special because we've been a podcast now for five years. Five years. So uh, it's our fifth anniversary of the Who Would Win podcast. Yeah. And um, uh, a lawyer, a loyal viewer... Uh, pointed out to us that the five-year anniversary is traditionally the wood anniversary correct um and in that in that way we are becoming for this episode the who would win podcast (laughs) w-o-o-d yes yes and we're gonna have a battle of wood battle of Um, the woods going against uh an individual who really he likes wood he sure does but he likes destroying it in a way well I mean that's not just, up yeah for that's true. I shouldn't say that because as a woodworker yourself, you, you don't destroy wood. Well, you just I, turn I it... do, but I'm because I'm not good. <laughs> but people who are good create art. That is wood. true. That is true. So uh, without further delay, uh, this is Ron Swanson versus um, some wooden characters. I uh, I don't want to mess any up, so I'll let you say them. Going up against uh, Pinocchio. Specifically from the Shrek franchise. When he's made of wood, not when he turns into a boy. Correct. Yes, that would be. That would would not be good. Uh, Ents from uh, Middle Earth, Lord of the Rings. Wait, more than one? Just one. Just sorry. Yes. Just just, yeah. Just yeah. yeah, Yeah. Is it specifically Treebeard? And and so this is what I I wasn't going to go with Treebeard only because we've done an episode a long time ago where it was Treebeard versus a group. Okay. Um, uh, I'm picking the Fighting Trees from the Wizard of Oz. Also, Fighting seems like a stretch, but. The trees from the Wizard of Oz. I mean, they they are aggressive, sure. They yeah, they are yeah, they, the aggressive trees from the Wizard of Oz. Only when provoked, though, that's when they're well, aggressive. They provoked them. Yeah, because uh, Dorothy and the Scarecrow were walking by. They see these apple trees. They think to themselves, "I could eat." They pick one of the apples. Uh, I guess that must uh, really hurt the trees because then that's when the apples uh, 
start going after them. That doesn't make sense because that's how apple trees like reproduce. They need they need animals to eat their seeds and then poop them out somewhere else. True, but these are different types of trees. These are different these types are of trees. Different types how do they, of trees. how do these trees reproduce? Do you know? Can you tell us de- in detail? The scene. I'm sure you found it in your research. The scene lasts a minute and like 38 seconds. <laughs> Wait a minute. Didn't you? Don't they throw their apples? They at do. Them? They so do. So it can't hurt that much. They're Maybe it's enough where they're like, I'm willing to take the pain to cause pain on these people who've those, caused me pain. Okay, those trees are so dumb. <laughs> uh, they're going to be the, the easy ones in this fight. All right, sorry. Keep going. That's fine. And the last one is a species known as Flora Colossus, which is also known as Groot's species from the MCU or from the Marvel Universe. So I'm probably, I'm going to refer to it just as Groot because it's easier that way. Um, but a member of that species just so that way it's a little do all of them uh can all of them only say their name so i also wanted to talk about that it started making me think whether it kind of uh, makes me think about like pokemon for example mm-hmm. like do are the pokemon called that because that's what they say or uh are pokemon do they say that because you know that's what people call them or whatever you just blew my mind you know um but it must so, so, so that's what i was thinking about groot is do all of the flora colossus do they just say the word groot is that their name or is that what they say like, is that why rocket named him groot because all he can say is groot exactly i think with the pokemon the answer is they must say it naturally because there are some pokemon who like grow up in isolation of humans that would never know they were called that who still say that yeah like you could point. find a remote um caterpie sure caterpie in the woods and it would just be still going like caterpie i don't know if caterpie actually say that right but is that why? But is that what it's called, or is that just the sound it makes? And oh, then it gets the uh, name because well, it maybe says Caterpie. Humans named it that because it's what it's, because that's what it says. Yeah, in their own language, they may be something else, right? But it probably also is Caterpie because they can only that's all I can say. So yeah, because that because then I started researching about Groot, and and from f- the research that I found, there is Groot is not the only member of the Flora Colossus, but we've never seen other flora colossus it's pretty much been established that he's not the only one left not like drax for example where like all of his people i think were killed or so or gamora maybe it was good no no maybe yeah. it was gamora all of gamora's people were only killed. half of gamora ah, that's people. true right exactly yeah that's right yeah um anywho so those are the four that i'm going with i do want to make sure we mention the person's name who suggested this episode uh long time listener to the show supporter paul dewey he's the one who 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 pointed out that the five-year wedding anniversary is supposed to be a wooden gift. So I want to make sure that he gets the credit where credit is due for that. So uh, you want to get into a little Ron Swanson, one of the greatest television characters of all time, I would argue? You wouldn't be alone. People have made that claim. I also saw something that would be interesting to you. He was called the greatest uh, sitcom character since uh, Cosmo Kramer. I would uh, I would agree with that. He's he's very very interesting very good. Yeah. So um, Ron Swanson is played by Nick Offerman, and he is a character in the sitcom Parks and Recreation. You may have heard of that show; it was fairly popular. Um, uh, Ron Swanson is an interesting guy. He's the director of the Parks and Recreation Department in the fictional town of Pawnee, Indiana, uh, and he mm, hates government. <laughs> he works there to destroy it from the inside. <laughs> He's a proud uh, libertarian. Yeah, he he hires he purposely hires incompetent employees. <laughs> he he says that uh, what's uh, Aziz Ansari's character's name? Tom. Tom is like his favorite employee because he's like has no initiative, is selfish, and like doesn't try very hard. 
He's like, that's the kind of guy I want. But somehow he got the best assistant, deputy director, Leslie Nope, who does care about everything and wants to do everything to make the town better. Right. She believes that the government can do good. Yeah. And they actually people. get along. They respect each other. They're friends. They have a really cool relationship throughout the show, actually. They do. And it grows really well. Yes. It's very well. The whole show is just oh, absolutely. well done. Oh, absolutely. It's a great show. Uh, so, so Ron, um, he's a very private person. He doesn't <laughs> like anyone to know his birthday. He... Um, he likes to live as much off the grid as he can. He likes woodworking. He likes meat, breakfast, scotch. Am I missing anything? Uh, yeah, you said meat, uh, cigars. I like cigars too, yeah. Big meals. <laughs> like that one. Made we, of meat we, or breakfast. Made, yeah, we were talking about that one That one quote he yeah, says. Yeah, he goes to the diner and he says, like, give me all of your bacon and eggs. Yeah. And he says, wait, wait. <laughs> I think what you just heard is, or I worry what you just heard was, give me a lot of bacon and eggs, <laughs> but I want all of the bacon and eggs. And the waitress is looking at him thinking like, oh my God, this yeah, guy means so business. I, that is very funny, but also like a restaurant would have a lot. Like no human can eat like a hundred eggs. Ron Swanson. Still, like that's insane. If you give them literally all the bacon and eggs they had. Could you imagine going to a diner at 9 a.m. like on a Sunday morning they're like, sold out. Sorry. We're out of eggs and Or bacon. imagine if Ron really underestimated how little they had. <laughs> they had just got a big shipment of bacon and they, they give him like 20 pounds of bacon. Right. Maybe he ordered for the, uh, they ordered ahead for the week or something and he for just, their food. he would just die. I don't know. He's built up like an immunity to cholesterol maybe. Yeah. I don't know if you can do that. His if anybody could, it would be Ron. Yeah, he would just will himself because he just live. he just takes in everything that he wants, and he, it doesn't he, really uh, adversely affect him. He invented a meal called the Turf and Turf, which is like two different steaks. Yeah, it's like a T-bone. Yeah, I think and, it's a T-bone in a porterhouse. That's yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Then there's also the meat tornado. Oh, does he gets that out of? He orders that somewhere. I think he orders it somewhere. Yeah, they're describing what it is, and he says, "Wait, you had me at meat tornado." <laughs> he actually has tons of really good quotes. But none of them were great for the intro. So that's why I had to just do the private, <laughs> private. Don't tell me, don't tell my name. That works. He had a, yeah, that was some of his some of his select good quotes. Um, he 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 does he does value hard work, just like for yourself, not for the government. Yes. So he uh, he he let's see. He built his first chair at the age of five. Uh, he worked in a steel mill, um, a sheet metal factory, um, like a uh, a tannery. Uh, stuff like that. Like he's very, um, like much, uh, working with his hands, physical labor, not afraid of that. Um, I want to point that out. Cause one of the things it said in there is that he's like, he doesn't like hard work cause he does have a quote about saying he'd rather do nothing than do something, but he would work all night if it meant someone else could do nothing. Something like that. I kind of paraphrased it, but he, he does work hard on certain things, just not at his job because it's for the government. No, I would say, uh, libertarians are about, like working hard and keeping what you worked hard for. Yeah, like I, they, they don't I want agree. the government to take what you've worked hard for. I agree. Right. Whereas um, he just likes to see someone, like you said, Tom, just be lazy and be like, and this guy's not going to get anything in life, or the government's just going to provide for him. But he likes Tom because he's destroying the Parks and Recreation Department. So he thinks. Right. So he plans. Right. Which is true because mostly Tom just works on his side projects and doesn't actually do any government work oh, like snake juice and and his <laughs> uh entertainment 720 oh, yeah, that's right because so, it goes around the world two times <laughs> uh, he was married at 15 years old to his first wife tammy 
who at the time, well, who was later known as Tammy One. That was the woman who delivered him, right? <laughs> she worked at the hospital where he was born. Okay. <laughs> and then was also his math and Sunday school teacher. <laughs> uh, let's see. They were later they were later divorced, and he married another woman named Tammy, Tammy Two, who is played by his real I was going to say, right, wife, Mel- Melinda... Uh, Mal- Megan Mullally? Megan Mullally, that's is what that right? I was right. And then his also, uh, his mother's name was Tamara. Who and went by Tammy. And went by Tammy as well. <laughs> yeah, they... Uh, she was the original Tammy. Tammy Zero. <laughs> Tammy Zero. Uh, so one of his... his So he's, like we've mentioned, he's anti-government, wants the Parks and Rec Department to be privatized, and he wants it to be run by a business model like Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah, he really, he really is just like hands-off... Just let the world, not really necessarily let the world burn, but these institutions, he just wants to see them fall. I'm, I'm curious how he got his job at the Parks and Rec Department. He did go to college because his his father uh, wanted him to work at the steel mill, but he went back to college. I saw that in his bio. Yeah, I don't know what he said that made the person who hired him say this would be the right man for the job. Because I wouldn't see Ron as a liar. Like, he would be up front. He actually, it's one of the things he hates the most is lying. Right. So he would just be up front and say... You know what else he hates more than lying? The only thing he hates more than lying is skim milk. Because it's milk that's lying about not being water. (laughs) Or, wait, it's water that's lying about being milk. Right, exactly. It was still funny. Yeah, no, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I think... yeah, he wouldn't lie, sorry. No, exactly. He would would say, no, this is my goal. This is what I want to do, the Parks and Rec. Maybe it was that thing where they only only had one person apply for it, and they were like, all right, well, you can have the job. We need need somebody to fill it. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe he started off as as a lower-level guy and then worked his way up, maybe. Possibly. I don't... I can't see him working his way up, unless it's just... uh... I don't think it's him wanting to work his way up, though. He just was offered, like, pay raises and promotions, and he was just like, sure, I'll take it. Yeah. Fine. Related to that, he does seem to have a lot of money. He often references uh, buried gold. Yes, he does have a lot of berry gold. Um, he also has like a really great woodworking shop. Yeah, right, where he has right. tons of tools and and all. So, that some stuff. of those things were were added to the character because of Nick Offerman. I think the woodworking and Scotch part yeah. of the character specifically. Yeah, yeah, he has a a really nice woodwork. I think I read online that they filmed a lot of the woodwork woodworking scenes in his own. Oh, that's really cool. Workshop. He has a woodworking or like semi woodworking related book that i want i asked for it for christmas and didn't get it so Aww. maybe next year maybe i'll get you this year in the pollyanna what's it called i forget oh okay that's not what it's called i, I literally i really do forget the title <laughs> uh it might just be called uh is it about like working tips and tricks like because uh i don't really know i know he does have like a like wood plans for a few small things okay but i don't know if it's like entirely like how to build things or if it is like kind of biographical or okay humorously biographical. i don't really know I, just, that... I don't i don't care about whatever it is i'll take it listeners don't know this but chris is very talented with with woodworking and Ooh. you're all self-taught you are very uh, you you wouldn't say that you're talented no, but I, no, you, I, would I, w- I would say that you are very talented mm. you made that beautiful um like fireplace couch i don't know <laughs> oh, what you would call sure. that yes yeah that's really nice i am very well known in my area for the fireplace couch i made yeah <laughs> And you made a great storage uh, device for all of your pieces of wood. Yep. Which yep. is which is also very, very nice, too. Yeah, it's in my garage, so. Yeah. Well, you, Beautifully displayed in the corner be, of the That's garage. because you're you're not show-offy about it. You know, you, you just want to, people go in the garage to get a soda or something, they go, hey, what's that in the corner? And you just go, oh, wow. I made that to organize all the wood that I have. Yeah. I also like making pens, although I haven't done that in a long time. Did you make shelves? 
Yeah. Yeah. I, like I like all the basic stuff, like simple desk and shelves. Did that in my house. Oh, you're. Oh my God, the desk that you made is beautiful. I forgot about that too. Seriously. You're you're very kind. Thank you. Yeah. No, Chris. Chris is a very good uh, woodworker. Um, Ron Swanson. I mean, he's probably the best fictional woodworker. Uh, I can't out there. think of anyone better. Yeah. He makes a crib. But he tests by hitting it with a car. <laughs> he redoes a whole floor of the of the government office because he doesn't like contractors. Oh my god! He, such, he, um, such a great character. He's watching his baby and uh, like is showing him how to like sand a floor or something like that. I don't know. Some scene. With that. I could see you doing that with like uh, Owen or Lu- Lucy. Would not be interested. You don't think so? I don't think so. Maybe someday. Maybe I mean I think uh, yeah one day possibly but I think Owen like if you if you gave him like a sanding block and a piece of wood and you were like he would go, co- oh yeah he'd go copy like me. this yeah, he'd I think he would totally copy you yeah I think he would or I don't think Lucy Lucy would yeah maybe one day yeah maybe one day yeah I think that's accurate all right so I'm not gonna go like super super uh, in depth because I feel like a lot of these characters are characters that people are pretty much familiar with um, but like I mentioned uh, Ents. Uh, they are uh, tree herders in the Middle Earth world. Did you say a tree herder? They're called tree herders. They herd trees. They herd trees. They protect trees. They're like okay. a tree. They're like a tree-like character, but you can't call them a tree. That's like one of Treebeard's very famous quotes in in the Two Towers. He's like, "Tree, I am no tree. I am an ant." He looks like a tree. He shouldn't. He be looks exactly like a tree. Now that was something that interesting that I found. So they're basically like their job is to protect the trees of the forest, and uh, did a pretty bad job. Uh, how so? Well, seventy five percent of the forest was like destroyed. Are you talking about in their world or in our world? In their world. Okay, in their world. <laughs> Wait, okay, I, was, I know. I, I do understand just, that ants don't exist. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. You kind of got me worried there. No, because remember, like they go to look and like Sauron cut down. Or no, I'm sorry, Saruman cut down like. A yeah, you cut down a huge part of their and forest. They're like, yeah. they're like crap. We, we walked we walked away to get a drink, and then we come back, and this is what happened. Yeah, Ron Swanson would hate those ants. By the way, you know why? Why? They're bureaucracy. They have such a long meeting to decide what to do. He would hate that. <laughs> That's true. They talk for days and days to decide. Yeah, I'm actually uh, I'm currently reading the Lord of the Rings books with Dan, and uh, I just I just finished Two Towers, and that is exactly what happens in the book too. I was kind of surprised. Like it, like Merry and Pippin are literally just waiting around like. <laughs> Can we make a decision, please? Like, what are we going to do here? Um, yeah. So in in the in the in the books, they an ant takes the appearance of the trees that they protect. So if you're an ant that protects oak trees, you will start to look like an oak tree because ants are so old, or you know, as old as the world of, of of Middle Earth. So as time goes on, they they look like the trees that they're trying to protect. Hmm. And they're they're bipedal. They're tall. They're very strong. They're known for being able to like rip stone, uh, knock down uh, large uh, items, whatever you want to call it. Um, so that's basically that's basically the ends. Uh, Fighting trees, Wizard of Oz. This one's really really quick because they're only a movie for a minute and thirty eight seconds. Uh, apple trees. They're just hanging there, just hanging out along the Yellow Brick Road. Dorothy and Scarecrow go by. They're hungry. They pick a, pick a uh, apple off. The tree starts giving him an attitude. Hey, what are you doing? That's kind of the voice he uses. Does the tree too. have a face like a mouth and eyes? He does. He does have a uh, mouth and eyes, and then his his limbs are his arms. He uh, he grabs. I forget. I just watched it this morning. But he grabs either Dorothy or the scarecrow, holding them. They kind of slap him away. They get out. They tussle. A little uh, bit. They tussle a little bit, right? And then uh, scarecrow 
he really pushes the the bark on on, on this tree. So it, it results in the tree and his friend who's next to him to start then to pluck the apples from them and just start chucking it. And and I'm not gonna lie, their aim's not bad. They do hit the scarecrow uh, in the head, uh, but then the scarecrow is like, ah, you fool, that's what we wanted you to do. Now we have your apples, and then they run away. So you do bring up an interesting point as to why would the trees be so upset about them taking the apples in which led to the trees then throwing their apples at the scarecrow and Dorothy? Plot not, hole. Not sure. We yeah. just we just ruined Wizard of Oz forever. Yeah, that's true. We should get that. No one can watch it again after we just. Yeah, we need that. to get that trending, people. Uh, the Flora Colossus, aka Groot, which I'm just going to refer to as Groot, because uh, we'll we'll just pretend that that's the only thing that species can say. Uh, he's very similar to to an ant, not as tall, bipedal. Um, they can also say I and am. That and is true. Time that we, is right. If they try really hard. Oh, and we. That's what I just said. No, you said I and am. And then one time we... Oh, I'm sorry. Really I hard. didn't hear that. I apologize. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, so so Groot, part of the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, basically invincible. Like, he dies, and then they take a twig of him, put it in a pot, and then he grows back. Well, it's a different character. It's that different is true. Group, it though. is technically a different Groot. Yeah. So I guess I guess Groot would be... I don't know what they would all of them say, because it's a different character. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Crack that one open. And then Pinocchio... Everyone knows the story. Little child, uh, or no, he not a little child. He was built as a as a puppet by Geppetto and made a wish that he wants to be a real boy. Turns into a real boy. Um, I have a question about this first. Sure. So, in between the time where he's a puppet that wishes to be a real boy, yes. How did he? How did he get to be a puppet that came alive? Ooh, magic. (laughs) Okay, who who's magic? Do we know? Do you remember? Disney magic. I don't rem- like. Okay. Yeah, so I don't Ge- know. Geppetto made a like a living puppet. That's pretty cool on its own. Yeah, that's a pretty impressive woodworker right there, Geppetto. Oh man, he he might be the best fictional woodworker. You can we have know. Geppetto on your side if you want to. Just he, throw him in there with Ron Swanson. He probably would be on his side. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He would want he would want the wood to to just make like a an army of magical little puppet children. Ron would not want that. No. It'd be too much work yeah. for Ron. Yeah, he wouldn't want that. They need to take care of him, even though he does take care of his own child. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the famous thing with Pinocchio, he lies, nose gets bigger. You tell the truth, nose gets smaller. Uh, so so that's the four that we're looking at, those four uh, tree, wood-like individuals. All right, so Ron would probably want their wood. Uh, which of which of those four do you think he would want the wood the most? Like, which of those wood do you think he'd be like? I want that to make something, right? Would you think that's what he's oh, what man. he's doing? I, I don't know. Because here's the thing, I think he would appreciate the historical value. Oh, that maybe not. I don't know. I feel like so an ant, right? Yeah, uh, very old. Like that'd be like going to California and like cutting down like a two hundred year old redwood tree. Right. That's just like you don't do that. That's true. And I think a woodworker, like a serious woodworker, wouldn't do that because they would appreciate like the like the beauty, s- the splendor and beauty of yes. That. So, so that makes me hesitant to say he would want an ant for their wood. Groot, maybe because he's he's like an alien. He too also would be like, first of all, um, alien invader, protect the earth from them. Yes. Second, get that alien wood. So maybe Groot the most. Okay. Pinocchio. I don't know. It's already like it's already like um, 
Geppetto already finished that up. It's like stained and probably put a <laughs> coat of poly on that. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't want to mess with that. He yeah, sand it down, getting all the cracks. Like he wouldn't even bother. And if he's telling a bunch of lies near Ron Swanson, nose is growing large, knocking things over in the area. Ron's not happy about that. Like if he's in his he's house or something. Making a mess of his shop. Right. Exactly. He doesn't want that either. The the apple trees. I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I've never heard of like apple tree wood like being good for woodworking. But also, those trees are jerks, and he might just want to cut them down because they're jerks. <laughs> so those would definitely be the easiest for him to cut down. Yeah. So my my gut feeling is the trees, the sorry, the apple trees from Wizard of Oz, being immobile and their only ability, their only offensive ability to throwing apples <laughs> and maybe mild insults. Yes. It would be you know pretty easy to overcome, and I think Pinocchio being a small wooden puppet fairly easy fight for ron unless you have something up your sleeve i'm really worried about the ant and the groot those those are tough because those are super strong beings they're large so i'm, I'm gonna have to use some i'm gonna have to be clever when i fight against those guys so i'm, I'm gonna start off with the with the apple trees so i'm gonna say that uh, you know let's say ron's going after the apple trees they're immobile he wants to take them down whatever he brings it an axe two chops apps okay two chops are down or oh. two chop you mean the verb I did job. mean the T W O, as in it will take him two. Swings okay, two of the two axe. swings of the axe to take him down. Bingo, bango. Yeah, so down. so if he so if he's doing that, it's it's uh it's going to be pretty easy because they're not going to be able to stop. Even if they put their arms out to try to stop him, he'll just chop their arms off. Yeah, so I think the worst thing that could happen is an apple hits him in the eye, maybe blinds him. Yeah, I don't know if that. Uh, how so hard it, would you have to throw an apple to knock someone off? You have to hit them like in the perfect spot of their eye. Yeah. But if he's a be if he's following like good safety procedures, he would wear eye protection. So uh, that is true. Maybe a hard hat also, perhaps. If he's prepared, yeah, that'd be smart. So I will say that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna branch pun intended out a little bit good here. One. So you, you, like in the like the Lord of the Rings, uh, the trees all talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Like all, not even just the Ents, like just all trees just communicate with each other. In uh, Avatar, for example. Not the last Airbender, the James Cameron Avatar. All the trees on Pandora like communicate with each other. So I'm going to say it might not be too big of a leap to say that maybe trees can possibly communicate with each other through the wind or or whatever they're well, they saying. Have also, their mouths. You said they have faces. Or or through their mouths. Also, I'm also thinking of like nonverbal trees. Okay. Okay. okay? So yeah, I'm going to say sign language. tree sign language. They're they're using their their branches, their limbs, however, to communicate with. If with their one roots another. connect, they if can, everyone knows they can send magical signals in their roots. Exactly. So I'm going to say that from the trees in Pawnee, Indiana, that messages have spread to these trees here about Ron and his love life, specifically with a woman named Tammy. So what I would say is that these trees, these Wizard of Oz trees, to try to provoke Ron, not only provoke Ron, but to kind of set him a bit in a trance, is they're going to start saying, Tammy. They're going to whisper. Why would you do this? This is going to send him into a, a rage. I don't think so. I think it's going to like put him into a, like a coma. Because remember when like he hears, like when he is either with Tammy or he thinks about Tammy, it like shuts him down to a point where like he can't function. He, sometimes he does fear Tammy. Yeah, so it would kind of be like um, in Batman vs Superman when they say Martha, he'd be like, "Why do you say that name?" You know, Tammy, Tammy, Maybe. Tammy. 
So Tammy uh, said she doesn't love you because he still loves Tammy. He loves mm, one of one of. I think he does. I think he does. But like he knows it's not good for him. But he's it's like a drug. He loves he loves a specific part of their relationship that isn't appropriate for a family podcast. Gotcha. Draws him back in. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. But I don't. I think he knows it's a toxic relationship with not real love. Okay. But he had contingency plans if he ever. Um, tried to get back with Tammy too. He made himself a videotape to talk himself out of it and tell him why it was such a bad idea. Perfect. Um, I don't think it worked in the show, but maybe he made other videotapes like a tape to play himself. If a tree, a talking tree ever keeps saying the name Tammy, he, you're right. He panics. He's afraid. He kind of retreats. He's like, wait a minute. I have a video just for this. He pops it in and it's him calmly explaining, look, some trees are saying Tammy. I know it's getting to you, but what you got to do is chop down those trees <laughs> just imagine him like doing like a like a bin laden video like looking at the camera a tree is calling you tam or calling tammy at you you need to take him down why'd you call that a bin laden video i don't know just just <laughs> thinking like talking to it like an imaginary audience just, just, just listening <laughs> that's such a weird example to pick <laughs> anywho <laughs> Why didn't you say, like, the Captain America educational videos at the end of some of the Marvel movies? Uh, yeah, you're right. That probably would have been uh, a that, good, that good was, thing. That's so telling. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what to make of it, but I, it means something. So, all right. So, so, so the tree's calling him Tammy. So do you think his video that somehow he happens to have on his person Depends also? Depends how prepared he is. <laughs> if he's ready to go. Because it's not on a cell phone. It's not like on a smartphone because he wouldn't have a smartphone. I think it was on like a VHS tape. They had to play <laughs> he, for so him. he just carries around a VHS player and a and a, and a box television. Yep, CRT for sure. <laughs> Plug it in. Excuse me, gotta watch this video real quick. While apples are being thrown at him, he's like, "All right, all right, talk he me through like this. Talk me through this." Home. He could have, you know, and then watch it, <laughs> um, and then he's gonna come back. Yeah, like more prepared. What if Tammy was there waiting for him? Why? How would Tammy be there? Tammy, have you? Did you watch like the Parks and Rec special? during covid that they did um, yeah like nick offerman was like tied down by tammy like in his own house so she knows how and it's actually in his wood shop too so she now knows a where he lives b how to get in c how Are to you capture saying him. she's working with the tr- apple trees from wizard of oz to- no i don't think she is at all You're, that would just be a crazy coincidence that, that she's a crazy individual <laughs> oh i think you're really reaching here well all right so i think it is fair to assume that it wouldn't fully affect him to the point where he would have like extreme paralysis and he wouldn't be able to continue on with his, his chopping. So he's able to, to psych out of it. He goes back, chops down the trees, even though there's like a ton of them in the movie, we only see two that, that, that start throwing him. But once you do that, that is when it is what's going to completely anger the ends or the end. I'm not going plural, oh, going singular. They're going to protect them. Yes. They're going to be upset that one of their kind, not a fellow tree, not a fellow tree, but a tree that they heard protect has been has been harmed, and uh, now we're gonna have the the force of an ant uh, coming at you. Luckily, I have a few days because you'll have to have a meeting to talk about it. Yeah, that's true. And then I can. So while that meeting there. is going on, Groot could uh, could stumble into the equation here, mm-hmm. and Groot Groot's gonna see these apples. He's gonna... I like your shared universe you're creating. Here. Oh, this is great! The, I'm, uh, I'm telling the you, the wood universe. Yeah, w- <laughs> the w the w u um the wcu we'll call it the wood cinematic universe okay uh so so groot so groot comes into the equation here he sees all these apples he's he's thinking 
maybe maybe I could eat them because like he eats like 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 the leaves off of his like shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he might. I mean, it's part of a tree, so he might find it. Uh, sure, interesting. Um, but so so I mean, you going against Groot? I mean, that's pretty. That's that's actually kind of simple too. Wait, so if Groot eats one of those apples, though, are the trees going to get mad at him? Well, they're already down because you already chopped. Oh, them. he's only eating the apples that are. Uh, we're saying there's only two of those Wizard of Oz trees. Oh yeah, I would just say that. Even though there's like okay. a whole field of them, but we'll just say that the. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So he's eating the fruits of his dead brothers. Yeah, cousins, we'll say yeah, this. This and cousins, relatives. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Uh, and then, to, is he also upset about this and wants to fight Ron? I, so it's kind of interesting because Groot's intelligence seems to be very fluctuated in the MCU. Because, hmm. like I said, like at one point in the middle of a conversation, he's just eating le- like leaves growing off of his shoulder. But then he also has great sentimental moments where he says, like, we are Groot. And, you know, he, he is able, like in Infinity War, to grab that, uh, the hammer axe that Thor makes and, and, and get involved in that and whatnot. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so... Here's the thing I think I have to bust out for Groot and your aunt. Um, I don't think it's a stretch to say that Ron Swanson probably owns a bunch of guns. <laughs> he he is a hunter. He does hunt. So I, I don't I I I think he has guns. I think we gotta use them on these trees. Jeez. I think I think that would work against Groot. Because I, like in Guardians of the Galaxy, remember when they're on uh Xandar in the beginning? And Groot and uh, Rocket are trying to stop Quill, I think, from getting the orb. And then, like, someone chops Groot's arms off, like, super easy. Yeah. Like, both of his arms are broken off, like, instantly. I forgot about that, but I do remember them, like, growing back or something. They do grow back slowly over yeah. t- uh, yeah. throughout the course of the movie, yeah. But but I think, absolutely, a gunshot would just... I mean, it wouldn't, I guess, technically kill him. It would just splinter him. Yeah, it does, like you said, it does seem like Groot is very hard to kill. Like, but he has to be planted, I think. But even before that, like, he survives a lot of damage. Yes, correct. But if I can just, like, incapacitate you by, like... So, it depends what type of guns he has, right? Like, maybe he has some, like, huge, like, 50 caliber machine gun. Then I'll just make wood chips out of you. <laughs> oh, man. Um. So, would Ron Swanson, though, want that wood, though? Like, wouldn't he want that to turn into something? Oh, yeah, I did think? say that Groot would be the one he'd want the wood he would want the right, most. Right, exactly. So, he wouldn't want to turn it into wood chips. Yeah, but Groot's too dangerous. That's the only way I can fight you. Like, he's not going to, like, beat him in hand-to-hand combat. Uh, no. No, but, yeah. He would just pick you up. My my other option is to go is to go fire, the natural weakness of wood. Would you say that, yeah. that is true? Yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would agree <laughs> I with couldn't that. I couldn't think of anything, anything better. So, I mean, uh, that's either, like, a makeshift flamethrower or just good old chuck some Molotovs. Maybe he could do, like, Molotov apples. <laughs> he's got a whole bunch of apples laying around. He like douses them in, in kerosene and lights them on like the uh, on the, uh, the the stem, and launches them. I I don't think apples are particularly flammable, but it's a it's an option in a pinch, you know. Yeah. <laughs> using using the, the the remains of your dead cousins just to throw yeah. it in your face. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Let's go after we're done recording. Let's go see if we can light an apple on fire and see if it works. <laughs> Perfect. I like it. Be like Mythbusters, but way more dangerous. <laughs> you know how when they can't do something, they're like, "What would it take to actually do it?" Right, exactly. We'll that, be like, "We'll, we'll do get, that too. We'll, we'll burn this apple to the ground." 
Allie will be like, why are you guys going out to ShopRite to get uh, <laughs> 35 apples? For science. Exactly. All right. So now I got a question for you. So so let's say, so if Ron takes the wood of Groot, like you said, like we were saying, like, what of, which of the wood yeah. would he be most interested in keeping? What do you think he would turn Groot into? Like his wood. What do you think he would make? Like, do you think he'd just make a simple chair? Oh, oh boy. This is risky. I could be walking into a trap if Groot can regenerate from any of this. That's what I'm thinking. Um, my gut instinct often runs makes things for other people. Mm-hmm. Maybe some wooden, toy, wooden toys for his kids. Okay. Some trains, yeah. cars, something like that. I feel like if he puts a coat of poly on it, though, then, like, I don't know if Groot could penetrate through the poly. Because usually poly, that, that's what it's supposed to be protecting. You know, that kind of stuff from... Well, from... usually it protects from the outside. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. know how it works. <laughs> About, the, like, like tree creatures yeah. growing out of the wood itself. Yeah, it's un- it's unclear. This could be this could be Groot's Trojan works. horse. It's, he's playing a long game here. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's trying to really really screw you later on. Yeah, that that could backfire if I keep the wood from Groot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it could. All right, so uh, now the the Ent meeting is over. Okay, Ent is coming into town. So he sees he's really upset because he sees his uh, his apple uh, tree brother down. Uh, he sees that Groot has been knocked out and is possibly being taken hostage uh to be made into uh toys for for children uh now one thing uh ents do have is they have this thing called ent drought which is basically some kind of magical water that makes the ents grow big and tall doesn't really say uh the time frame of how long it takes don't the hobbits drink some though and become like pretty Uh, tall for hobbits i was just gonna say that yeah so mary and pippin they drink it and they grow uh, three to four inches in, and in terms of hobbit size, that is pretty large. Yeah, like they're like become like the tallest hobbits. Yes, exactly. And that part of the book, which was kind of like mind blowing to me. So Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. So basically like when the fellowship breaks to the end of Two Towers, which is like the siege of Isengard, only takes place over nine days. Which is kind of crazy. So in those nine days, Merry and Pippin grew three to four inches. So, I mean, our battle's not taking nine days. But you could assume that if an Ent brings some Ent drought and he, if he pours it over the uh, apple tree victim, I don't know if that would bring him back to life. That um, seems like a bit of a stretch. Of he could just pour it on himself drought. and just make him even bigger than he already is. But he's going to be a huge problem. This is interesting. If Ron sees this, he's going to be extra motivated to fight you because Ron is attracted to tall women. So that is true. So he's going to be attracted attracted to a tall tree. Well, no, he would want some ent drought to make his to make a woman tall. Oh, I see. I'm not saying he would be like interested in the tree. No, no. I I thought you meant that that would attract him to like go after it and take it down. Like he would want it as like a trophy. He wants the ant drought. Okay. Gotcha. Ooh, man. Yeah. Cause he does. Yeah. Cause Tammy one and Tammy two, both. He also makes a a comment that like a nice night for him is like steak and a cigar and a scotch and like watching WNBA highlights. (laughs) Wow, man. Too bad. He's not, I mean, he basically is real because he is Nick Offerman, but that would be uh, interesting to spend time with Nick Offerman. That would be interesting. I heard he's a pretty nice guy. Yeah. He definitely seems that way. Absolutely. So what do you think? What, what's your plan on taking down an Ent? I mean, I mean you can get his Ent route. My, okay. My my go-tos for, for these very formidable foes are hopefully enough preparation that I can use b- guns or fire. <laughs> I don't I don't know what else. Chainsaws. 
I just it's so risky to get close to either of them because they're so strong. He's kick you. I will say in Ron's defense, um, he's also pretty hardy. He says he's only cried two times in his life. Mm-hmm. Once when he was hit by a bus when he was seven, and the second time was when little Sebastian died. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> if if you don't know who little Sebastian is, that's okay. You got to watch it. Yeah, it would be too much. It's yeah, too much. To yeah, explain. it's too much to go into. But he's a pony, right? Yeah, he's a pony. Like some little he's horse. He's more than a... You can't call him a little horse or a <laughs> pony. He's way more than that to the people of Pawnee. Um, so so that just makes me think he can endure a lot of pain. But still, uh, I mean... Like, Being kicked by a tree. That's like, a lot of pain. Like, in some of Groot's fights... Like, if this is a full-grown Groot... Like, he was, like, growing his arms, just, like, like skewering, like, five people at a time. Yeah, that's true. Fights. They also, they also, like, Groot, like, stabbed it through people. Yeah, like, he, like, like, made a shish kebab. Yeah, exactly. And then just launched him to and fro and then did a smile to the camera. Like, totally fine with what I just did. Yeah, kind no of like whatsoever. when Hulk was whacking Loki around. Right, exactly. Similar uh, thing. Seriously. Yeah, and, and Ents, they have no problem because when they go and uh, attack Isengard and yeah, Orthanc, I mean, they're just... Knocking down orcs and orc and chucking boulders, knocking down the dam to flood Isengard. I mean, they have no problem whatsoever. And I don't know if any Ents die during the siege of Isengard. I know one catches on fire. I was going to say there was one that was on fire. Yeah, but yeah I don't know if he died. He just jumps in the river when oh, the, okay. when they when they knock it down. Good for him. Yeah, exactly. And then I think he's he's totally fine. I don't know how you I don't would. Know if he's totally fine. He had probably. Well, he's yeah. probably got some yeah some battle scars, but. Yeah, I don't know how you would take down an ant. I don't. I don't know. So, so we have we don't have we may not have an example of an ant dying in the in the in the books. You're saying? I don't know. Mouths. I don't know because they're and there's unless they're like chopped down. But how they would know if they're getting attacked? I would, I would hope an ant one just let itself get chopped down. Right. Like if they're sleeping or something, and they wake up and they would feel someone doing something like that to them. Yeah, I mean, I would. I guess there must be ways to kill them, but. Now, uh, my Ent could have uh, my last character, Pinocchio, kind of like a hobbit on his shoulder. And how, like, in the in the movie, Mary and Pippin were just, like, throwing rocks. Maybe they could just be throwing apples uh, <laughs> from the top, just, just launching them down at, at Ron Swanson. Might have a better arm. Pinocchio, Pinocchio is going to be my interesting guy, because Pinocchio, his, his main weapon is uh, his nose. You consider that a weapon? I think so. Is there any time in his film or stories where he uses his nose as a weapon? No, I'm just thinking it's the only like, part he would of sharpen him. Sharpen it and then lie a lot and then hey, like charge at me. I, I could totally see the Shrek version of Pinocchio, like sharpening it with with like a oh, knife. Oh, I forgot or something where like the that. Shrek version. So, yeah. what consequences does that have on Pinocchio? Like, what's the Shrek version? Just like kind of um, immature and he's silly? immature. He's comedic. He wears ladies' underpants. Um, okay. and he lies about it and makes his <laughs> nose grow, which, Hey, if that's what you do, that's what you do. Nothing wrong with that. You can do that. But, um, yeah, they, like, he helps like break out, um, donkey and puss in boots and Shrek out of jail, kind of like mission impossible style. He's like, got like the strings around him and everything, but then he gets caught. That's another, that, that is a hard part with Pinocchio is he's got his string sometimes like hanging off. Oh, him. okay. You get caught maybe in the branches of a tree or yeah, something just, like that. Like, kick kick him and then he's like he's tangled up and pinocchio could break easily even though like he's a wooden puppet right breaks i, I do like and... the idea of him sharpening his limbs into like little little like spears yeah and he just like goes right up to you and just tells a lie and 
just just goes right at him. It never grows that fast though. It's a kind of a slow grow. Yeah, that's true. Just kind of. I think what he wants to do is lie a bunch in advance. Yeah, so then, it's already long enough. And then so he has kind of a sword. Ooh, there you go. Maybe. Oh, I, I wonder how painful it would be for him to break his nose off. So he's ready to sharpen it, lie a bunch, break it off. Has a sword, has a spear. Right. Lie a bunch again, break it off. Two spears. Infinite spears, really. Right. He Don't... doesn't need to chuck apples. He can chuck spears. That's actually a really good idea. And he's just just javeling them, just just like, tossing like them down. The Zeus of lying yeah, puppets. Exactly. I think that's not a bad idea at all. Just throwing them down at Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson, well, though. That I mean, Pinocchio just got way scarier. <laughs> it's like a really dark Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah. He's just using his nose as a weapon. But, potentially that's very painful for Pinocchio though. Well, that's the thing. If he, if he does turn into a real boy, what happens to his nose at that point? Like, uh, is his nose uh, he, sharpened? Is it, or is it just like a regular well, nose? Wait. So in the, in the, in the movie and the story is like, what happens? How does Pinocchio get his nose to go back to normal? Like being by nice telling to the, By telling the truth. By like, is it like the truth of his last lie or like, how would it work? Say he said, say he told 10 lies. How does he make, how does he reverse that? I would say he has to tell 10 truths. That relate to those 10 lies or 10 separate truths? Ooh, I don't know. Like if he lies about right. something, does he then have to correct it? Is what I'm saying. I, w- I would say he should have to be, he should have to correct it. All right. That's so, the only way that can undo what was done. So, he, okay. If he tells a duplicate lie, does his nose still grow or does it only grow once per lie? What do you mean a duplicate he lie? He says like, the same thing twice. I would say it still grows. It's, so, it's still a lie. So to undo it, he has to repeat the, the truth twice? That's a good question. I would just say the one truth undoes the two lies because it's okay. the same lie. That, that does make the most sense to me. Yeah. So, oh, man, that, that's, even, that's even crazier. I mean, when, we, when he breaks off his nose, that adds a whole other layer. So what happens to that? Because, I mean, picture this. He lies a bunch. He makes a collection of spears. And then just sands his nose back to like a normal, <laughs> normal nose. You can't even tell. He lied until he lied a bunch. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess that's, if that's what he does, it's what he does. I don't know. He would just start over again, I guess. <sighs> I need to. I need to know this more is, about. Yeah, Pinocchio this is how, how, sure. how the lie. How the lies work. I don't know if they ever really get it. It's what all this, just he just tells a lie. His nose grows. If he was able to accomplish the spear nose strategy, mm-hmm. then tells a truth. Do all the spear noses like disappear? Ooh. Well, they would retract, but they're not attached to him anymore. So I would say no. They stay spears. I would say they stay spears. Okay. It's kind of a loophole if he can break but if his he, nose off. Now, what happens if he turns into a human? Do all those spears turns in, turn into noses? <laughs> and like really long noses. And just really long noses? Like, like, uh, like a, what's that shark? Oh, the, like, like the, the long nose shark. Yeah, the long nose shark. Are you thinking about maybe a goblin shark? Maybe they have a weird nose. I think that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'm not sure. A weird nose. Okay. (laughs) Um, I these there's too many unknowns about Pinocchio. There are this 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 is a character I did not think would be this much of a wild card. I I thought I was just easily like like I said I'm just gonna kick him. He's gonna be tangled up in his wires. But he's up in his ent tower right now making making uh, nose lies spear lies. That way he could throw him down. Yeah, I think maybe. Do you prefer do you prefer the term spear nose or nose spear? Spear nose. Spear nose. I like spear nose. I think nose spear makes more sense. Nose. Yeah, I, I do see that. I guess I just like the the wording of spear nose. Yeah. Anywho, Pinocchio might be power, more powerful than we thought, or just his very existence of his power might just be a, a paradox in itself. Because as you pointed out, there's a there's a kind of a common thought experiment. 
what happens when Pinocchio says, my nose will grow now? Right. Because if it's true, his it nose won't happen. Grow. But then it's a lie. Correct. And his nose should grow. Exactly. Making it true. Right. So basically it's a paradox. It can't. I think, so if if you could get Pinocchio somehow to say, my nose grows now, then he's out. Because he'll just like. He's done. He'll just disappear. I I mean, I don't know if he'll disappear, but his nose will not grow. It'll, I don't know if it's like, like in and out kind of thing. Like, I don't know what happens there. Here's another thing I've always wondered about Pinocchio. Does it matter if he knows it to be untrue? Like, does he have to know it to be untrue? Uh, Or what if he believes Isn't that the definition of a lie? Like, you have to know it's not true. To quote George Costanza, he's he's known as saying, it's not a lie if you believe in it. What is it then? Just an untruth? It's an untruth. Is it an alternate fact? It might be an alternate fact. (sighs) I don't want to call it a fact. I know. I was just kidding. Yeah, yeah, I know. Alternative fact. I, I used the wrong right, phrase there. Right, Um Because Pinocchio, if he says that, he might not understand what that means at Cause, all. Yeah, because there, there are He'd things like, that, right. I'm, I'm just a little boy. I don't understand philosophy and, like, um, logic. Right. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, I it's a, man, this is like really deep about Pinocchio right now. Like, how does you start peeling these layers? And Pinocchio is, <laughs> doesn't make sense. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a puppet turning into a real boy and 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 getting I can swallowed buy that. by a boy. <laughs> it's the growing nose that confuses me. <laughs> yeah, what are the rules? How and does it's this? Such a weird punishment. Like, what if he just didn't care? He's like, okay, my nose is bigger. <laughs> so like, what? Right? Does it uh, doesn't matter to me? I was just saying, you know. What are the standards the standards of beauty in Pinocchio's world? Maybe they don't care about long noses. Maybe not. I don't know, because no one else has long noses in Pinocchio's world that we see. And he, maybe it's, definitely, it. it's definitely being used as a form of punishment in his world, which people who have long noses embrace it, love it up. Maybe don't chop it off and make it into spears, but embrace your beauty. I just thought of something else that Go. might be intriguing to Ron Swanson. Sure. He'd have an infinite source of wood if he had Pinocchio. If he was able to connect. But it would also be a certain size of wood, too. Unless he, like, yeah, uh, right. yeah. he would have to, like, biscuit join a lot of them yeah, together. He could, he, could, he could make a lot of wooden dowels. Yeah. <laughs> and he'd also have to force Pinocchio to lie, which just has a bunch of, like, weird ethical implications. That I was going to say, that's really going to screw with them psychologically. Yeah. Keeping, keeping a child kidnapped. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then forcing them to lie so you can harvest their nose <laughs> for woodworking projects. I think that might be too much. Man, so... It'd be so, good for pens. So Ron... Uh, <laughs> so Ron Swanson, he's using Pinocchio's wood. Uh, he's using Groot to make toys. Maybe he's using the apples to make apple pies. And then the Ents, he wants their drought so that way he can grow his women to be big and tall. This Ron Swanson comes off like a pretty bad guy in this fight. But these are all things that Ron Swanson would want. Absolutely, though. I... Potentially, except for the uh, small child slave. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That might be a, a line too far. I don't know. He's a libertarian. And did you see the, the, the New Hampshire, I think, libertarian party? No. No? Other libertarians have come out against this. Like Gary Johnson, who is a libertarian candidate for president, he came out against this. But the I think it was the New Hampshire, somewhere in New England, libertarian party official Twitter account tweeted that like child labor laws should go away 
and like someone was like i know uh, yeah so i think like the purists are against like i mean yeah, against government laws. regulation yeah, yeah. like because like people went like and they they gave them the opportunity like do you mean like we should lower the the working age or something like that and they tweeted back like no like four-year-olds should be allowed to to work if they wanted to and like even gary johnson like i mentioned who's the libertarian presidential candidate he came out and he was like no this is this is not what what we're talking about yeah so like so so if ron swanson if he was a follower of that twitter account for the libertarian party and he's like yeah i agree with that he might want to keep pinocchio he might yeah i i do think that ron is more like realistic like i do agree he he is level-headed like um I guess I give those libertarians credit for being like logically consistent about their like worldview, but it's just too black and white. Like they have to like realize that, uh, the consequences of that are ultimately very bad. Right. So it's just a unsustainable position. Right. Exactly. And I think, I think Ron is, is like pragmatic like that where he'd be like, yeah, this, this is actually bad. Cause he does, I think he cares. He definitely cares too much about people to like, to have like that kind of suffering be allowed. Yeah. So that's why I said that's too much for him. But I think he'll drink some tree juice and oh, absolutely, uh, and try to grow. Uh, and an alien tree, he would probably he might consider that like doing good to to kill an alien an alien tree. Yeah, he's protecting his 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 country. Mm-hmm. That's what he would. That's what he would argue. Oh man, this this really got deep. This was this was much deeper than I thought it was going to be. I like it. I like it a lot. I hope we don't have any angry libertarian viewers. Well, like, like we like we said, I mean. I, I think most libertarians came out and said what that Twitter account said was not okay, yeah. accurate. I mean, if you if you're someone who you know supports that Twitter account, okay, yeah, yeah. But uh, I like I said, I don't think anybody would really uh, think that that was what should be going on. Um, now, before we head out of here, Chris, anything you want to add? Any fun facts? We don't have to do fun facts for every single one of these guys. We went we went through some some, um, some pretty good stuff, but. Worked a bunch of Ron quotes in already. Uh, the one thing I didn't mention, Ron Swanson, Nick Offerman and Ron Swanson were in, were in every episode of Parks and Rec except for one. And the, I don't know if there was like a practical like filming reason for why he wasn't in it, but the in-universe reason was when he was recovering from his hernia surgery, huh. which he was very unwilling to get. Distrustful of government, obviously, but also banks and apparently doctors. So he was putting off uh, his hernia uh, for such a long time, then he unfortunately sneezed and couldn't move all day, and eventually, I think April took him to the hospital, and uh, he had he was he was not in the next episode. He was recovering. Gotcha. That was the only episode he wasn't in. Wow. According to Wikipedia, it's always interesting when you see a show like that and you see how many episodes all the characters are in, because there's always that one character that's one less than everybody else. Yeah, and you're like, why? And you what go, happened? yeah, yeah, why? What happened? What is that? What, like, do you wh- think Leslie Nope um, was in every episode? I would assume so. Me too. I can't imagine her not being in a exactly. whole Exactly. Like, I know, I don't think Andy is... Oh, definitely not. Because he, early on, he was, like, only a guest star, even. Right, exactly. At least season one. And then he had to leave to make Guardians um, yeah, you're right, for a little right. bit. Uh, and then Rob Lowe, he comes on later with... Yeah, I, would, um, I think potentially, like, Leslie is the only character that's been in every episode. I wouldn't be surprised if there was, like, one other one or two other ones. But I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's always that one show. Or like, every show has that one character that just for some reason is just not there. Mm-hmm. Like, I know in The Office when Pam gives birth, she's not in a couple episodes. I think there's an episode of Seinfeld that Kramer's not in. or No, maybe Elaine. I forget. 
but yeah, there's always that one character in, in, in a big show where just for some reason they're not there. But when you hear it, you go, wait a minute, what? They're not there. Cause you think you would like pick that out instantly if that character's not yeah. there. Or something. So, I mean, we don't have to like get super deep into this, but the cast changed a little bit over the season. So that eliminates like a bunch of characters from being in every single episode. But like Donna was there from the beginning. Was Tom there from the beginning as well? I think so. And was was April though? I don't even know if April was. I don't think so because she's kind of like Andy. So like if if Andy wasn't in it, I don't think she would be because they got married at one point. Right. So they're they're kind of attached at the hip there. Yeah, her I'm not sure about. So so and are they like the the I can't think of anyone else who was in every single who was a, a main character throughout. throughout the yeah, because that one guy from the first season left and then he's right. never brought up again. I forget what his name is. Yeah, I forget. Jerry Dan no. Brit. Brandanowitz. That sounds really Some, that sounds something right. like that. Yeah, yeah, because he's only gone after season one, and then he's never he's yeah. never there ever again. And then, like we said, Rob Lowe and um, the other guy, they come after like season two, right? Oh, have you Rashida Jones? I don't think she was in. I think yeah, I think you're right. I think she, I think she, I think she, she leaves too. Yeah. Hmm. I guess if only there was some way we could look up, look that up, like an IMDb or something. If someone made that, that'd if be so useful. Up, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, uh, if anyone hasn't watched Parks and Rec, we've done a couple Parks and Rec characters on here before. We actually had done Ron Swanson before, but do you remember what it was for? Uh, it was a very long time ago. Probably year like no. one or two. Was it related to puzzles or something? No, it was related to barbecue cook-off. Oh, okay. Going cool. against uh, George Foreman. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long, I don't remember long, that at all. Long time ago. Long time ago. It's been, it's been five years of this show, so. Yeah. Uh, ex- exactly. Uh, one thing uh, I'll, I'll just add, I thought this was kind of interesting, is that uh, J.R.R. Tolkien uh, was friends with C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis is uh, known for creating the Chronicles of Narnia, Narnia Universe. And uh, Treebeard, the character that Tolkien created, was based upon C.S. Lewis, his friend. I guess in, just, in what ways do you know? I, I, it doesn't necessarily say here. I don't know enough about C.S. Lewis to know his attributes, his characteristics, whatnot. But maybe very intelligent, has really long uh, meetings. Maybe okay. Maybe they would sit down together and talk and be like, "All right, buddy, we got to wrap this up. Let's 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 make a decision here." Um. So, anywho. That's uh, that's where we can end uh, end that there. So thank you very much for everyone for listening for the past five years. I, I can't, I really can't believe it. Like, I was surprised when you told me it's been five years. I was like, are you sure? Yeah. It seems like maybe three. Yeah. It's uh, not not saying I didn't think we would keep going forward with it, but I mean, it's a. You know, it's it's a commitment to do something like this. Yeah, and you know, we don't we don't have ads, we don't have any of that stuff, and um, we we see download numbers, but we don't know how accurate that is to people that are actually listening. But right. we're still we're still going on, and and I look forward to to keep going, and I'm glad you've been here along the ride. It's been fun. Yeah, it's the it's the reviews like Shira four 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 that just keep us going. just keep us going. And exactly. if it's pronounced Shira, I'm, I'm sorry. I just decided to say. Let us know if we uh, if we uh, pronounced it wrong. If you're really if you're also the Rock, let us know. Oh, that'd be great. If we get you to do like a little like promo in the intro, that'd be awesome. Think of all the people who have left us reviews. Natalie Portman, or I think it was Padme. 
Because we had Darth Vader lover. Yep, yep, I remember that Padme, one. The Rock. Uh, there's been some other people. There's definitely been some so, big ones. Yeah, exactly, as, 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 as we go along. So, uh, as always, there's going to be a poll in the show notes that you can click on where you can vote for who you think would win between Ron Swanson versus the trees, the wooden individuals. Do you think I should do separate polls, Chris, for each individual person or group it as one? What are your, what are your thoughts here? I, I'm curious to see the separate polls. All right, we'll do separate polls. We'll do separate polls. Ron going up against each of the individual characters and Ent, a Wizard of Oz apple tree, Pinocchio doing some crazy things I never even would have thought of. And uh, what's the last one? I'm trying to think now. Uh, group, one of the, uh, the the trees from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, all right, and um, or you can go to whowouldwincast.com slash vote, where you could uh, click on the link there, going there to that website, and you can vote for who you think would win, along with every other episode that we've done before. Chris, anything you want to add before we head out of here? No, I'm good. Thanks. Awesome. Great anniversary episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. As always, make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and our website, whowouldwincast.com. Subscribe and rate wherever you listen to podcasts, and please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Win Cast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Just give me all the bacon and eggs you have. Wait, wait. I worry what you just heard was, give me a lot of bacon and eggs. What I said was, give me all the bacon and eggs you have. <laughs>